crash site would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we create, the Yuggera and Turrbal peoples. We also pay our respects to elders, past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Always was and always will be Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's land. It's a Thursday, as it, it always is, is when we engage in the act of podcasting. <laughs> um, it's a bit of a stormy the day. The reality of podcasting. <laughs> the yeah. reality of podcasting <laughs> is not a reality at all. Because today... We are <laughs> 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 today we are breaking down an article that we all came across earlier in the week. Yeah. Um, and it's by Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday is a pretty prolific writer. He's written a bunch of New York Times bestsellers. He's sort of a proponent of stoicism um, as a philosophy to live our lives by. Um, and he's written a lot of really great books. Some of the highlights are things like Ego is the Enemy and The Obstacle is the Way. And we're looking at an article he wrote called 33 Ways to Be an Insanely Productive, Happy and Balanced Person. Wouldn't it be brilliant if we could just follow 33 rules and we'd be um, insanely productive, happy and balanced. Yeah. I don't know, it's a lot of rules. It is a lot of rules. To, yeah, could you do it in five? To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a nice even five. five. <laughs> even yeah. five's not even. Hey, Ryan, could you just give me five? Like, give the best or ten? Thirty-three is oddly specific. Why do we think 33? I don't know. Wait, is there like some kind of bingo call for 33 that would go well here? (laughs) Me too. too. Zane's just hit his face on a water bottle. We're questioning and pondering the significance of 33. Numbers. Numbers. Exactly. Mm. But beyond numbers, beyond all these conceptions of reality, I think what is most interesting about this article, if we are to delve straight into it, let's yeah. dive deep. Let's let's dive. We've, we've been deep enough in yeah. in other realms, in other realities. Half, half <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, For sure. Everything fundamentally comes back down to an idea that Ryan brings up at the very beginning of this list. List this lisp yeah. that, that I have. The very beginning of this lisp that the very I now have. Oh, <laughs> My reality is changing. Sorry, three. <laughs> Maybe I, that's why I, it's 33. Uh, it's oh. lisp <laughs> He says, but you have to remember it's human being, not human doing. Yes. I think that is such a significant thing because so much of our identity and the way that we are told we exist in life mm. is through the things that we do. We identify with action. Yeah. Where in reality... The result. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Outcome. Mm. Mm. We're constantly pursuing things. Mm. When in reality, the very nature of our existence is trillions to one. You're more likely to win the lotto, every lotto you know, for the next year yeah, yeah. than you are to actually just be born and give a chance at being. Mm. Life. So that's our foundation. <laughs> the cycle of life. Yeah. The cycle of life all begins with being. It and does. so, for the two of you, how do you <laughs> describe... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm also... For those listening, I've, I've brought my iPad to track everything and I've 
become quite attached to the Apple Pencil as a device to point and and uh, compose the conversation. It's like you're living your lecture life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm now a professor. Yeah. My question is, how do you experience being? Personally. No, metaphorically. <laughs> no, yes, for you personally, how does how do you experience being? Okay, I have I have a quick one. So there's like a very abstract idea of flow mm. and like energy and experiencing them and being f- fluid with it. So I feel like just to very like summarize, you know, funnel down what is my experience of being into a little neat package is yeah the flow of things yeah mm. just flowing going with it because yep yeah mm. i understand that i may i'm like quite confronted by this question yeah. i don't it's understand a, it's a, it's a how to condense your experience of being into um i guess i guess realistically i experience things on a timeline right and i think i fall into the trap of like the impendingness of that timeline quite often i try to stay present in moments and experience things as a flow i guess but i don't i'm very task oriented and I need to know what the next goal is. So realistically, I think I do experience most of my life mm. on a longer timeline, what I need to get done in a year, an mm. hour, a week, a day, what I need to get done where I'm at this location, mm. you know, why I'm going somewhere else, how long it's going to take me to get there. That's a bit sad. <laughs> well, doesn't that explain a lot about why we why we created time? Yeah, mm. you know, like why t- why time is so significant to our existence as human beings is because yeah. it gives us some kind of structure in the utter chaos and disorder of the universe. Mm. Mm. Like our being, we have to acknowledge that our being is 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 in relationship to not being, yeah. which is perceived as what was before and what is after this short period of time that we exist on Earth, mm. like in this in this sort of manifestation. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's it was like I think it's to quote Neil deGrasse Tyson something about the different ways in which we exist. There's the where, like you can meet someone. Mm. It's like oh yep sure, but there's the when. Mm. You know, if you're there at the same time, you know, you could say if you're crossing different dimensions, you know, whatever. Hey, meet me there. What timeline? You know, like if you had the power to, you know, it's quite a specific. Like we are like lucky enough to be living through the same time yeah a singular timeline yeah Yeah. you know like like right here Mm. but it has time zones yeah right which which are lines we have drawn yeah but it's interesting because off of that i think that ties into some of this idea of the physicist and sort of philosopher carlo ravelli Mm -hmm. and in his book which is called thoughts on time i'm pretty sure that's what it's called he talks about like if you had someone on a distant planet and you were communicating with them this idea of now or when would never be in sync mm. is because you're the the distance between you changes the entire construct of time itself mm. so you wouldn't be able to meet me now like at yeah. this point yeah. 
in time mm. because no. the constructs of time would be so different. Yeah. Mm. And therefore, time is a complete and utter construct based on where we are presently, yeah. on the where. Yeah, like yeah. The where the has where. an impact. And the, the idea of space-time. Yeah. Deep. Deep. Big yeah. circular element to come back to this idea of being. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, yeah. What's like, your experience? Well, I feel like being, for me, I think there's layers to it, yeah. right? I think the way that we operate, I definitely resonate with this idea that time gives us structure to our sense of being. Mm-hmm. But true being, and, and also energy, these flows of energy, interactions with one another. Mm-hmm. We learn to be through our response to other human beings, through mm-hmm. our response to the world around us. We're learning to exist, mm-hmm. right? But true being... I think is when you rip all of that away. You know, I, I think about the moments that I feel the most present, the most grounded in a sense of being in a sense of presence is when I am completely alone in nature because it strips away my need to perform to other people. Mm-hmm. It strips yeah. away any sense of identity that I have. And I am just in, in pure presence with myself. Mm-hmm. It's why I think it's so important to develop a relationship with one's own self. Mm-hmm. This idea of like, the you are a reflection of how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. Because that is your like truest form. You're not performing for anyone else. You know, you're not trying to be someone else. And there's no show. There's no show. You're not mm-hmm. putting anything on. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I, it's a, sometimes I think some of the most present you ever are is when you take a shit. <laughs> like, you know? I don't know about you, but sometimes I leave my body for that. <laughs> you transcend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But I've got to get out of there. It's hot. <laughs> I am overheating. <laughs> that is a skit. That is a skit. But like, oh, I'm in the ether. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you get that final landing you come back, back and yeah, 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 you deal yeah. with the practicalities of what has just occurred yeah. um, the the <laughs> being can always results in a clean up <laughs> can I um, bring in another quote yeah uh, was it the I don't know who said it we're not human beings having spiritual experiences we're spiritual beings having human, human experiences, experiences. Yes. yeah that really resonates with me yeah. 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 I think it really does. Mm. I think that's a. I think it really does resonate <laughs> with you. <laughs> I would like to know me. Yeah, I'd like to affirm yeah, yeah. Yeah, my yeah. being understands yeah, yeah. your being. Nice. What's Fuck my yeah. experience with being? It's actually dictating other people's <laughs> yeah. experience. Yeah. yeah. Control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, think there's this idea of like relationship to oneself. It's like a lot of work, but then also the that importance of a relationship with nature, to nature as well. That allows for that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's crystal clear, you know, sometimes when you're out. You know, I went recently, my father lives out on a beautiful farm property Mm. with amazing sunsets all the time and just lots of earth, like just the bare earth. So I went out there, was just walking around, just barefoot, and you can feel these, like, vibrations of the earth that Mm. you you sort of are blocked by living in the city. Mm-hmm because of all the other distractions and vibrations going on, it's just like a clutter. Well, that's my understanding of it, my experience. But then when I slept that night, I had the most vivid dreams of my, of my entire life. And, you know, quite psychedelic and quite like coming to peace with a lot of things that my self had been or my 
my mind has been processing at a time. It's interesting. Yeah. Always when I go camping or I get away from mm. the city, mainland, especially at Stradbroke Island, it's yeah. like, bang. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's like you've got more rest and more time to be able to really fall into that REM sleep properly and yeah. your subconscious really starts to come alive mm. and process things vividly. And the yeah. setting for that too, like being in dark places and quiet places. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Should we start on these um, these to-do lists? These this 33 ways to be an insanely productive, happy and balanced person. Yeah. That's the one. Let's kick it off with number one. Keep texting for friends only. Nice. Loose. Yeah. I, I actually love that. Mm. As, as someone whose job requires a lot of communication, especially when like we're... Um, because cause I'm producing... A, a festival there is a ridiculous amount of conversation that has to be occurring mm. a lot of phone calls a lot of emails but i do i do agree that there is something there is a sacredness to the text there the immediacy of conversation mm. and i hate it when you know like you're just getting so many of them you get lost in it yeah i like that idea of it being kept sacred and there is only a specific group of people that mm. yeah have that engagement with you yeah what about calling too i like to just call friends. Mm. Don't usually... I mean, I usually will yeah, be on the phone to a friend or family member. Very rarely is it I'm being called, but that usually work-oriented, few and far between. But. Yeah. Yeah, well, I work with family, so it's ah. like text and calls and stuff, everything's always a little bit mixed in together. A bit jumbled. Yeah, a bit jumbled. <laughs> And also working for a small business, mm. it there is a different... Because like I have internships with larger companies and stuff like that. And it's like there is a different level of immediacy to communication in a small business because it is a more relaxed working environment. It's not as professional. So when you go on to say, okay, well, if you're not texting or you're not calling for work, then obviously the next point of call is email mm. for communication i ask in 50 different ways can people just email me this can you email me this can you not text this to me can you just yeah. email and it just doesn't happen because there's like this there's there's not that barrier of like um work culture and friendship culture especially in like a like a long and we mm. don't have high staff turnover so everyone's been there a long time and everyone's friends to a certain extent so it's yeah it is hard to kind of draw those lines in the sand mm. but yeah i'd love it if everything was just by email yeah you know what i think is beautiful in between are these softwares like slack mm. that are you know completely separate to your personal contact mm but aren't as formal as an email or as mm. arduous. Mm. Mm. Might yeah. be a good tool if you're starting up some sort of small business. or. But it is so interesting to me that emails are so formal. Mm. Like, mm. Uh, it, did, that come, did that come about because then we, then we ended up with instant messaging? Because emails would have been like the faster way to get in contact with someone at some point in time, right? So did instant messaging and like everyone having a mobile and everyone being able to text instead of having landlines and stuff, did that change things? I can remember when 
there were email chains when I was just a youngin, and you yeah. would get like spam and all your mates. You would you would be emailing, yeah. and then MSN came in. Yeah, I think maybe this is my understanding of it is that the 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 purpose for emails, the only thing that's left is formal communication, mm. Mm. and everything else has been sort of filtered into something else. Yeah, yeah, there are other tools for it. Like I remember, mm. like yeah, email used to be the big thing. You'd have those chain mails, and it's like if you don't send this to three friends, you're gonna die. <laughs> and you're like, wait, like you're like, I don't believe this, but like I'm kind of gonna send, send it, it just in case, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm gonna hedge my bets. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then you'd see your friends at school. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah. 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 <laughs> I sent you something like, you don't have to look at it <laughs> but yeah it is so interesting how things have changed but I do I do agree I think it's really hard I think the work that you do maybe has an impact on your ability to follow through on that yeah um, mm. but with that being said the next one also deals with phones and it's walk during all of your phone calls <laughs> I do that naturally me too yeah I do that that's something I inherited yeah. from my mom she would like pace around the entire house on the phone for hours i think it's a very <laughs> australian thing to do i, I don't think know it's embedded in the culture do you think it's australian i think it might be well maybe just based on my family members i've always it's always been a thing mm. and it just seems like a cultural thing mm. well actually it's really interesting because i have a lot of friends who are over in the u.s mm. and like what i normally try to do if i'm trying to organize a call with them is find a time where i can actually go for a walk at the same time yeah number one because like i like the exercise mm. But also because I like to be walking while I'm talking. But I have specific friends um, who get frustrated by that because they're like, well, you're not paying attention to me. Like, yeah. or like they want to FaceTime. And so I'm like talking on FaceTime while I'm walking. And they're like, well, I want your like undivided attention. Yeah. But I'm like, well, actually, I feel like I can give you more, more. attention by doing this because otherwise I'm getting distracted by my phone and I'm getting distracted by like being in a world that's around me because yeah. like I'm. And probably a little bit ADD, so I'm just constantly shifting focus. But while I'm yeah. walking, it like helps keep that in check. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do. I, I think that's a great way. It's also a great way to just like stay, get a little bit of exercise in. Yeah, so, you know, you got a heap of phone calls. Go for a walk and just make them all. Do mm. you guys walk in like the same pattern? Like, do you guys yeah. pace or do you just kind of like walk uh, naturally? Uh, like just into random areas. I'd like to see if some CCTV footage of me on the phone. Yeah, I think I definitely have like spots or hubs where mm. I like park up and then i'll do the same thing and then back again very legit yeah yeah 100 there's like definitely rooms in my house where i'm like that's my pattern yeah i go and then once the pattern's set gotta follow it <laughs> i have to follow the pattern i can't go backwards i can't go directly across the middle it's always the perimeter to, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's never like diagonally across yeah. anything i think there's also <laughs> something about being polite in leaving where you are to mm. take a phone call mm. you know like if you're at dinner for example mm. you know you're not going to take a phone call at the table you always will go pardon me big no go outside you know that, that's part of maybe that politeness too is informing mm. that mm. yeah yeah super interesting I think moving keeps things moving yeah. the next one is a small to-do list of 5 to 10 items if completed day in and day out will put you far ahead of everyone else yeah I love this and I still struggle with it. Mm. I have a bad habit of just giving myself too many things to do. Okay. We've talked about Yeah, this. or like subbing. This is the thing that I've, I've been working on a lot 
But then what I've actually realized, I was thinking about this this morning, what I've started doing is creating broad tasks that have a bunch of subtasks. Mm. So while I might only have five to 10 things to do, they all require a bunch of minuscule subtasks that then just add up oh, to a ridiculous yeah. amount of tasks. Well, maybe you should just be doing subtasks. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm just also, I just feel like I'm not specific enough on my task. Mm. What is the outcome? Mm. that I'm trying to get to yeah. is it time or is it a certain level of completion like where is the end point yeah um, but I do think I reckon I actually think if you can bring it down to five you can have five core things that you tick off every day and once that's done you're done mm. that's it you don't you know like and you you take things to completion I think yeah that is something I really want to keep working on in my own my own life yeah I think I've gotten better at it like since we last talked about it stopped like adding too many things and then i'm also throwing in on the days where there's not so much maybe work tasks but responsibilities like um going and finishing something at the bank or like um, meeting Mm. up with someone that you promised to meet up with them and stuff like i'm adding those to the list because that does take something out of you and then if i don't know why but if it's not on the list and i like if if I don't have enough things on the list for the day or the stuff that I'm doing is not on the list and I don't get to like physically cross it off, I still feel like I've done nothing, mm. which mm. isn't good. And I need to fix that mm. with myself. But it's like, yeah, like if I look back through my planner and I don't have tasks or responsibilities crossed off, it's like, wow, that's like a whole weekend wasted. I didn't mm. do anything. But in reality, yeah. I've like done a heaps of things. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You know what? Coming in from a different angle. I use lists when I'm stressed out because mm. I've, I, I think I, I don't really use lists much at all. I think I have like a really good list in me noggin <laughs> or like I sort of use visual cues or, you know, like when I'm home, like I've got my things that I've been meaning to do at home, such as cooking and cleaning that I get triggered when I'm in my home and it just naturally sort of happens. I have very like visual learning and thing anyway yeah when i get overwhelmed is when i'll like go okay sit down what am i trying to do right now because i'm trying to do three things at once Mm. so yeah i use it in a different way yeah yeah it's interesting i feel like i feel like it's for everyone i think there is something functional at least of also getting ideas down on paper Mm. yeah and figuring out what routine works for you to execute on what you want to achieve but I think the biggest one too is if you're making a list, you have to reward yourself with crossing things out. Hmm. I have a bad habit of like also writing my list and I don't look at it at the end of the day. It's like with a morning routine, I think you need a night routine to actually go back and take those reflections. Yeah. And if you didn't tick things off, you need to ask yourself, well, is it actually important that I do this? Mm. Or if I just added it on to give myself more work? Mm-hmm. To make myself feel like, feel like I'm doing more. Things. Yeah. Mm. Um, this ties kind of into the next one around morning routines save time in the mornings before you do email or social media Mm. write in a journal have breakfast with your kids take a long shower don't jump immediately into the noise have some peace and thoughtful time first yeah Yeah. at least an hour yeah if you can yeah Yeah. I, I mean I'm such a big proponent of a morning routine I think like for me, mornings are sacred mm-hmm. and I like always try and give myself that extra time in the morning mm-hmm. to exercise, to meditate, to journal. I think those like having a routine like that is so critical because it also gives you a way into the day yes. and that is your time. Like it's your time to also tie it back down to being, mm-hmm. it's your time to be 
to mm. like connect and to like mm. like feel you know like what it's like to be by yourself mm. agreed and I love a morning routine if you drink coffee maybe try to like not have coffee until like an hour after you've woken up yeah it's really important to start the day with water mm. it really is citrus water yeah mm. bit, of, bit of salt too mm. Mm. citrus and salt yeah. really good Salt and citrus actually is what I prefer, but yeah. Yeah, sometimes I go sultrous and... Yeah, my mistress. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I go straight to my mistress and then it's salt and citrus all over. Silt and then and breakfast sultry. with the kindress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love breakfast with the kindress. Speaking of breakfast with the kindress, inbox zero. Inbox zero, inbox zero. I didn't understand this one. Making sure the inbox is at zero emails. Okay. Yeah. yeah so clearing oh. it out. Oh. Clearing it out. I do not yeah. do that. See, either do I, but I think, I actually think it is such a good thing because the anxiety I have of having unread things, even when they're spam, yep. is annoying. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe one thing to add in here is there's tools you can use to unsubscribe mm. to things, but also to just like, I like this, delete or archive things. Mm. Just immediately just bulk delete or mark all as red, just getting rid of that little ping in the corner that's like 30 or 950 unread. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, because it I, just ticks away at you. Yeah, I actually have a system for this because, like all of us, we're across a lot of jobs. So we have a lot of emails with a lot of different categories in them. So my theory is I keep any, em- any inbox that is directly related to me and is not a, specifically a work email, like an accounts email. Um, I keep that as close to zero as humanly possible, but I do not put the energy and the time into keeping the other ones at zero to the same level because a lot of the time, like it'll have an invoice or there'll be something that we need to check on from the mm. a message that was ages ago. So like you are kind of scared to delete anything. Could you star those ones and then... Yeah, but honestly, it's because... Because, like, like, for me personally, that email that I'm talking about, like, there's things coming in, like, mm-hmm. pretty much constantly, right? Because it's, yeah. like, a main referral email for a business. So, focusing on what, what the inboxes that pertain specifically to me, where people are trying to get in contact with me, mm-hmm. like, the crash email, mm-hmm. my personal email from just through Gmail, and then my specific work email at my workplace... Those ones I keep as close to zero as possible, but mm-hmm. I would be spending a lot of time and energy trying to keep other ones at zero. Mm. Yeah. So maybe it's also just about sorting out which inbox is the most important and regulating your access to the other ones. So if you do have, if you're out there and you do have a work email that is just constantly piling up because it's a main access for a business or, you know, um, an inquiries email. Uh, limit your access to it. Don't put it directly onto your mobile phone. Like you don't need the mm. pings for that at three a.m. when someone's automated myob is sending out a thing. You know, yeah. like you don't need to be that accessible. Make it so that you're only accessing it when you need it. Mm. Yeah. I feel like we could spur off of that as well as notifications. Mm. Like seeing what applications on your phone you don't need straight up, so you can mm. just delete, or that you can change the notification settings on Mm. that is like i think the biggest thing so one thing i was telling you guys about earlier today was this week i've 
totally changed my phone around. Mm. I've actually changed the color to be black and white, so I don't have the bright colors at me, which makes my phone so much less appealing. <laughs> like, like I, I don't even like want it. You can't watch YouTube or anything on it. Like, it's just, it's not, like if I want to watch yeah. YouTube or I want to check the news, I, I have to actually very deliberately go and find it. I've removed Safari off my home screen and I've bundled all of my apps into um, folders and put all the socials all the way at the end. Mm. Also, all my notifications are off. Mm. And I found, I've found that it actually has made me more productive and it's made me less stressed mm. because I'm not getting that buzz every time. Yeah. I, I had it on for a while and just because there was times where I'd be getting, you know, like... Some, like sometimes 50 emails or like separate notifications on work things a day so my phone would just constantly be buzzing and it's like constant reminder you have work to do there's things you need to be doing you need to be up on, on, on top of this mm-hmm. um, wow. so yeah I think that's that's really really been helpful for me um, it kind of ties into this next thing um, that Ryan Holiday adds he says Napoleon used to deliberately ignore correspondence for weeks so that the trivial stuff would deal with itself yeah, I think that's a really great idea. Is like looking at something and go, do I actually need to deal with this, or is it going to sort itself out? Yeah. Um, and then he goes, he goes on to that to say, what's your main thing? Okay, so why are you doing all these other things? Mm. It comes back to that idea of like one thing. Mm. Yeah. It's like, what is your one thing today that if you achieve today's been a success? Mm. You know, and I think really getting down to it of like, what is the? It's that question that comes up in. In the book, The One Thing, mm-hmm. um, by Gary Keller. Yes, I remembered his name. Um, and, and it's like, what is the one thing that I could do today that would make everything else unnecessary or much easier? And a lot of the time, if you sit down and you think about it, you go, oh, that's actually the one thing that I need to do. Mm. If I do that, all these other little things, you know, like sort themselves out. A lot of these other emails I can ignore if I just, you know, send out the mass email that communicates this information. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really important. Does that take into consideration basic human needs? Or is it more than the essentials? I I think it'd have to be more than I think it's in relation to work, maybe, or whatever you're trying to be productive about Mm -hmm. that particular day. Yeah. I mean, because the one thing, I guess, is keep yourself... Alive. Yeah. (laughs) Breathe? I don't know. Well, well, because also it's like this other thing that's like you want to also be... Well, you, maybe you don't, but I think for people who are pursuing big things in life, you want to be making progress every day and you want to be actually having an impact and moving forward. Mm. And so what you want to do is figure out what's the one thing that's going to move me the furthest forward mm. um, and that's going to allow everything else that I'm doing to move forward. Mm. So it's about like, it's sort of like rather than removing all the sticks on the edges of the dam, removing that one pinnacle stick that's right in the middle that allows the dam to flow, nice. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a little analogy that I've had. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Very uh, topical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my brain's obviously just inherited all of the information. Well, the thunder's um, like going off in, oh, the, in the background, background yeah. so your subconscious is probably like, whoop. Water. Dams, <laughs> flooding, all of the yep. things. I hope that everyone listening is safe on this Monday. Yeah. Past, hopefully, all the all the weather. <laughs> it's a this is Monday part. I'm Monday. Yeah, talking yeah. to when it gets released. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 I'm, uh, I'm being. I'm thinking about time, baby. <laughs> I'm being in a different when. Um, yeah, because we have had a lot of flooding here, so we hope that yeah, everyone is, is staying safe. 
Um, yeah. And yeah, wishing everyone the best in these mm. quite difficult and complex times. Oh, yeah. mm. um, moving on. The next one we have is reading as work, important work. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Mm. This is something that I'm really pushing more in my life. I want to be reading every day. I think there is something about also the way that reading over listening, because I think listening is my favorite way to absorb information. There's something about giving yourself time to read in that people have spent more time deliberately thinking of how they're going to communicate. Mm. The power of reading is that there is a process to articulate, mm. whereas speaking is is intuitive and it's it's immediate. Yeah. So there is more thought that goes into reading things, and there's mm. so much amazing information out there. Mm. Um, how do you guys go about your reading? Uh, if you do, I reading for me kind of is fit in at the end of the day, which realistically needs to be swept around because that's when you've used up the most amount of emotional and intellectual energy. So it, I find it's kind of like a way where I wind down and it does give me something to think about going into sleep. Um, but I do find myself just constantly pushing it, like just being like, Oh, not tonight. I'll do it another day. I'll get to it at another time because yeah, it, I think growing up, it was always something that was done before bed, but now your schedule is very different from when you were a kid. So I think I need to break that habit and bring it forward. Even if it's a part of that hour at the start of the day, you know? Yeah. I really like reading when I wake up first thing. Mm. It's a way to actually stimulate my brain and not fall asleep again. And also to like, just, yeah, start on a really nice note, depending mm. on what you're reading, you know, like, yeah. It's great to put like new ideas into your head to start the day because mm. you can almost take those with you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, it's also it's also great. I think it teaches great patience and being mm. because we're so used to the dopamine fueled like information that's through like social media yeah. and news cycle that just like gives you constant stimulation. Whereas reading is a longer term mm. dopamine release. Mm. Um, next one: if you're struggling with something, print it out and go over it in a physical form. Yes. I think just yes. Yes. I, yes. I don't, I don't think anything else. I've always done that. Me too. I think yeah. it's so good. I think highlighters Highlight. are amazing. Yeah. Writing notes physically is so much better than typing. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Full agreement. Fully endorsed by the Crowdsite team. Uh, fire. You've been endorsed. <laughs> Endorsement given. Fire crazy people from your life. People who send too many emails, people who stir up drama, people who can't be counted on, people who waste your time with projects that don't go anywhere. It's not fair for you, it's not fair to your clients and employer, and it's not fair to your family. Agreed. Agreed. Another endorsement across the board. Um, I I think this is one of the biggest lessons that I learned in my early 20s. Mm. Especially like going to college, and where you sort of get to a situation where you're seeking approval. And you're trying to like just build friendships and relate or no, you're trying to just build relationships with people and be liked and trying to be validated as, as someone within a broader community. And I think in so doing, you sacrifice a lot of your values in a friend or a companion Mm. and the realization that then eventually comes to you when you go, wait a second, these people that I'm around are not making me happy. They're not allowing me to be myself and we actually don't fit 
mm. you know, which is fine, you know, like you're just different people. But then the ability to go, actually, this doesn't work. Let's just mutually fire each other from our lives. Mm. Like, let's move on. It's beautiful you know? growth that it happens from yeah. It. Yeah. Learning to move on, learning to let go, I think is, is a, it's a hard, it's a hard thing, but it's yeah. really important. Yeah. To concentrate, listen to the same song over and over and over and over. Sorry? To concentrate, listen to the same song over and over and over and over. Why do you do that anyway? I'm one of those people that like, I will just listen to something until it's dead. Like since the end of last year, I can't even tell you. It's like, how many times I've listened to the Hamilton soundtrack. Yeah. Like, it's not funny. It's not... And I, <laughs> I'm not giving away my... Shut up. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Literally all the time. Like, it, I'm still just what I'm listening to yeah. all the time. But I do. I put it on when I'm working. Like, when I'm doing my accounting work, I would just listen to the Hamilton soundtrack the whole way through. And I'm like, I know that gets me to the end of the payroll process. You know, yeah, nice. like, I'm like, that's, that is half my accounting day is just that yeah. soundtrack. And yeah. it's comforting. I don't know. Yeah. I, I wonder what the science is behind it. I don't get how you can listen to something with lyrics. Lyr- that yeah. really draws yeah. me into Because that. it's the same thing. Uh, because I know it. Oh, okay. And the only thing I'm focusing on is like, maybe, maybe just the little bits of the lyrics that I don't know yet. But aside from that, it's like background mm. music because yeah. that's just what I was listening to. Yeah, yeah. Like I know, like I couldn't listen to it on repeat if I would only listen to it like three or four times. Mm. Yeah. I like listening to instrumental electronic music. There Me you go. too. Me too. With a with a doof. Mm. Yeah. Good tempo. Yeah. You know. I, I'm very similar. I, I usually listen like but some kind of binaural beats or yeah. like lo-fi kind of like hip-hop tracks. So there's yeah. just something kind of in the background. Um, what I think is so interesting about this is it also is pushing you to have a ritual for when you're concentrating. Mm. And mm. I think that's the biggest thing is that, and this is something I've been really working on lately as well, is trying to give myself, set up a ritual for when I do work. Mm. So that I'm not like half work, half messing around, half being distracted. No, when I sit down to work, my phone gets put somewhere else. I put my noise cancelling headphones in and I'm in work mode. Mm. And the music I listen to is the same. So I'm building that pattern in my brain that this is work mode. Mm. And I think that's what it's about. Mm. The other example I can give is the 20 minute binaural nap. (laughs) Right? That's one of my favorite hacks (laughs) that I've spoken about before. But I've been doing it for a couple of years now. And what is absolutely crazy is... And I think there's some something that happens in your brain when you listen to something so many times that your brain understands what it's doing. So now I will fall asleep nearly immediately. <laughs> and then I will wake up just before it finishes. And then I'll be up and I'm ready to go. And my 20-minute nap will like totally revitalize me to be able to keep doing things for the rest of the day. It is such a good napping process. I'd gotten into the same habit with this particular sleep task from Headspace and it was free and now they've made it paid for and I'm so annoyed. That sucks. (laughs) Because now I'm like on calm because I accidentally paid for that subscription and I'm just like trying all these different things. It's not the same. (laughs) And the particular like ambience mixed with vocals and then it was just like, yeah, two seconds. I was out. Out like a lie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's good to have. It's good to. I think. I think there is something about ritual. Mm. I think there is something so critical about rituals for work. Rituals for also then letting work go. Mm. Like an evening routine is something that 
I, I've started incorporating and like I think there's something about that as well of like having a routine to actually allow yourself to go to sleep rather than like just doing stuff and then you, and then like alright now it's bedtime and now I get into bed mm. you know but actually having a process that gets you ready for sleep and then wakes you up in the day mm. um, next up <laughs> blue light filters too oh yeah. yeah yeah with morning and evening routines not to jar your like brain and visuals into waking up too quick yeah i found also as a kid growing up in brisbane blue light discos were really really helpful to get to sleep, to get to sleep. <laughs> they were boring <laughs> no, no. uh yeah if you're not from brisbane you probably don't know what a blue light disco is but they were discos that were held by like pcyc yeah it's it's a pretty australian thing like yeah. i found up and down the coast a lot of people have had either the same um program through their council or something very similar. You know what's hilarious? I've actually never been to one, but I just know. Wait, really? Do you know what? No, I swear. No, every time I went to go to a blue light disco, something happened that stopped me going. I was meant to go like four or five times, and one time I fell over that day at school. Oh, and like really, you fell over. No, like I really hurt my knee. Like, and then another day I got really sick, and another day it got rained out and cancelled. Or the friend I was meant to go with, like, wasn't able to go anymore. And I was yeah. like, well, I don't really want to go just by myself. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, it, it's just, it never, it never lined up. Oh, um, you missed so much. I did. I did. <laughs> I missed so much um, not going to Blue Light Discos. But I've made up for it because now I host other discos. <laughs> Can I ask how many discos. we've gotten through? Well, we're probably about halfway. Okay. Oof. So we're probably getting to a point where this will be our last one for this today's session. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, which I think is great. I think it's good to sort of throw a couple of tools out there. And I think this is a great one to end on. Make commitments short. Regular deadlines that you have to meet. It will force you to ship and deliver results. And this is how you'll improve. It will also get you out of your own head. Mm. So it's like setting clear parameters for when things need to be done. And that that is a non-negotiable and that's an outcome that has to be done. Mm. I I actually think that this is, once again, it ties back into that setting a list of things to do, mm. right? It's like, it's getting really hard and fast deadlines. Something has to be done by then. Yeah. Um, and it's being strict with those deadlines too, which is something that I think as crafts, sometimes we've let slip a little bit. We kind of set loose. Didn't we? We're like, yeah, yeah, at this point next week. You know, like, oh, it just has to be done by the end of the week. And then it doesn't get done because mm. there's not like, no, this has to be done at this time. Mm. Um, yeah, what's your guys' thoughts on that? Smart objectives. Yes. Work smarter, not harder. Specific. Manageable. Manageable. Me- measurable. Measurable. Actionable. Yeah. Real. Realistic. They, they need to be real. Mm. Time-oriented. <laughs> time there we go. Bang. That's a Bachelor of Business right there. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Just wrapped up. I'm not even kidding. I reckon I had to decipher what smart objective was at least four times over my entire degree in four different course exams. Wow. There you go. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think... Constructive business degree right there. (laughs) So yeah, if you think of doing a business degree, don't worry about it. Just set smart objectives. That's it. Um, but, but, But I think... Nailing down that too, it's the short, regular deadlines. Yes. I think the worst thing is like, all right, I'm going to have an album finished three in three months. Yes. It's like, no, like, let's break that down. All right, when does song one need to be done? When does song two need to be done? Yeah. You know, like, what are the deadlines that are at the micro of micro levels so that you're constantly checking in on progress? And you can actually achieve, you're actually moving forward in your project yeah. timeline because otherwise, 
I don't know anyone who just sets an end goal date and achieves it. No. That's not it. No, it doesn't happen. That's not real. That That is not reality. <laughs> reality doesn't operate like that, okay? And yeah, we're brilliant. in charge of dictating yeah. your being and we dictate that that is not how you achieve your projects. So, yeah, reality <laughs> is... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's is a line. There is a line in this sand. Don't and get your toes wet. We brought sand in. It was a concreted area. Now we've sanded it and we've drawn a fucking line. <laughs> and that line is the reality of the Crash Creator podcast. And that reality is going to be continued next week when we tackle the next 16 and a half ways to be insanely productive, happy, and a balanced person by Ryan Holiday. Yeah. Also... We have a Discord. We do. Yes. No, no one's actually in it yet. So wait, you I saw come there in. was another member that joined. Oh really? I did. Yeah, I'm seeing it. We've got one. We've got one. So this is Woo! this is the start. This is, this the, is the start. Every day we're trying to put something this in there. We're so trying to start amazing. conversations. We have a manifesto and a roadmap coming soon. Yes. We're really trying to add as much value as we possibly can and build a community of other creators. So if you're a young creative out there, or you you know what, you don't even have to be young. If you're a creative, a creator, someone that wants to be a part of a like-minded community, getting better, striving for more, pursuing your goals, then this is a space for you. We want to create together, we want to connect with one another, and we want to collaborate on large-scale projects. Yeah. We have a lot of exciting things coming this year. A lot of it we, we can't quite reveal yet, but it's it's in development. In fact, we have a bit of a rehearsal after this for, for one of our first big projects of the year. Hint, yeah. hint, nudge, nudge. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's also some other hints throughout today's podcast that have kind of um, gently... Led you down the garden yeah, path. Yeah, we're, we're sort of leaving a, a trail of breadcrumbs um, towards this first big project. But if you want updates, you want to see what we're thinking about, what we're reading, how we came across this article today, then you should be a part of our Discord. It's called the Crash Creative Community. Um, we'll have links under this podcast. There'll be links everywhere that you're looking for it. If not, you can message us so on links. social media. It's linked. It's linked in. It's linked. Reality is linked. <laughs> it's infinite. It's implausible. It is a, a comprehensive conundrum. Comprehensive wow. conundrum. That's cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> Episode 23. 23, baby. Or is it, I don't know what episode it is. No, what is time is it? What, what, wait, time doesn't exist. Why? No. Where? If you're when? listening to this this week, it could be next week. Oh my goodness. If you're on another planet, you might Hello. be 10,000 years away. But come, if you are actually on another come, planet, come reach visit. out. Visit. Come visit. Hello. Yeah. Come visit. Hello. 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 Frank Walker here from National Tile. Frank Walker here from Earth. <laughs> National Earth. <laughs> the new politics. Imagine if he, was what we, if he was who we put forward as first contact. Oh, I would. Hello. Oh, shit. <laughs> Destined to, uh, to fuck that up. Frank Walker from National Earth. The entire, <laughs> their entire planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We it's a great up. deal. We've got a good business option for you. We can tile your whole surface. Well, like, there's, pro- there's, there's like universes out there galaxies out there that don't have tiles yeah yeah they're in need of yeah. tiles they're in need of, like there's a big tile shortage and doors. globally doors yeah. plus handrails <laughs> doors no, no fuss yeah that's it and rugs 
Rugs a million rugs has a millions million. of rugs and they're shutting down today. They're still We've shutting down shut to this day. <laughs> We've been shutting down for 50 years. Well, that's the brilliant thing of it is they say today, but if they play the ad every day, it's yeah. today well, is always it's the whole marketing. Also, if there's anything that. we've learned today, today is irrelevant. Today <laughs> is an infinite timeline of possibility. And tomorrow we'll release this podcast if today was Sunday. But it's not. But it's not. It's all relative. <laughs> Goodbye. Nice. Thanks for listening. We love you. That's going to be fun to edit. We got it. I'm fun. Edit me. Bye. Bye. Bye.